Hey there, producer Mariana here. Before we get to the episode for today, I wanted to remind you that our live kickoff with Darren for the 2024 Leadership Community Cohort is today. Thousands of leaders are gathering to hear Darren's kickoff message before they begin their year-long growth journey together. Now, if you haven't joined us yet, what are you waiting for? Now is your time to step up as a leader. Stop procrastinating because I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity. Get your spot amongst the leaders of the future at heroesjourney.com forward slash podcast. And now on to our episode for today. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. So this coming year isn't merely another chapter in the calendar. It's an election year. With the advent of deep fake technology and the rise of tribal polarization, this election is shaping up to be a tempest like no other in history. In this vortex, political campaigns employ a slew of manipulative tactics steeped in behavioral psychology. You may consider yourself savvy, informed, or even impervious to such tactics due to your background in business or other forms of critical thinking. However, the stark reality we must confront is this. When it comes to political manipulation, nobody is invincible. So my goal here today is to equip you with the intellectual armor that you'll need to navigate the looming political maelstrom that's coming. Let's delve into some of the most covert and insidious tactics you're likely to encounter. Here's number one, information disorder. Think you're discerning enough to fact check your way through the political haze? Information disorder takes advantage of just that. It's the sophisticated craft of blurring the lines between fact and fiction. Studies from Princeton and New York University have demonstrated that campaigns deliberately release conflicting information to create doubt and division. Remember the swift boat veterans for truth in 2004? They manipulated facts about John Kerry's military service, sowing confusion and contributing to his electoral loss. The underlying principle is to destabilize the information landscape, leading voters into a quagmire of uncertainty. The results? Carry lost, and the tactic won. In the 2016 presidential election, misinformation about Hillary Clinton's health proliferated from rumors of a body double to claims of her having Parkinson's disease. Despite the Clinton campaign releasing her medical records to counter these allegations, doubts about her fitness for office still lingered. This was a classic case of information disorder unverified claims, conspiracy theories, and outright lies meddling into the public consciousness to influence voter perceptions. And number two, dog whistles. You think political messages are designed for everyone? That's wrong. Politicians use what are called dog whistles, which are coded messages that are to be heard only by those meant to hear them. Ronald Reagan talked about welfare queens, a term laden with racial undertones. While many heard a conversation about welfare policy, others received a completely different message. In the 1988 presidential campaign, George H.W. Bush's team ran a Willie Horton ad, a black man who had committed a crime while on furlough from prison. It was used to subtly exploit racial fears and to portray the opponent, Michael Dukakis, as soft on crime. The ad functioned as a dog whistle, addressing voters' concerns about crime and race under the guise of criminal justice as a discussion. The takeaway, politicians are speaking in multiple languages at once using the same words, beware. And number three, fear-mongering. Fear is a time-tested implement in the political toolbox. 
exploiting our most basic emotions to sway judgment. Lyndon B. Johnson's infamous Daisy ad in 1964 utilized a nuclear explosion to trigger mass anxiety, suggesting that voting for his opponent would lead to human extinction. Likewise, George W. Bush's 2004 campaign used an ad featuring Osama bin Laden and other terrorists to emphasize the stakes of the election, generating a climate of fear facilitated by his re-election. In Ronald Reagan's 1984 re-election campaign, a bear in the woods ad used the bear to symbolize the Soviet Union, subtly suggesting Ronald Reagan was the only candidate aware of and capable of handling the threat while casting the opponent, Walter Mondale, as naive. There is a bear in the woods. For some people, the bear is easy to see. Others don't see it at all. Some people say the bear is tame. Others say it's vicious and dangerous. Since no one can really be sure who's right, isn't it smart to be as strong as the bear? If there is a bear. And number four, selective storytelling. This is a curated reality. Selective storytelling is akin to a magician's sleight of hand. It directs your attention one way while the real action happens elsewhere. This tactic employs fragments of truth to guide you towards conclusions beneficial to the campaign. For example, George W. Bush wasn't just a conservative, he coined the term compassionate conservative, framing his ideology in a way that seemed more palatable. In the 1960 presidential election, John F. Kennedy claimed that the United States was falling behind the Soviet Union in missile technology, emphasizing a so-called missile gap, which was not entirely accurate. By focusing on one aspect, intercontinental ballistic missiles, Kennedy painted a picture of vulnerability that wasn't reflective of the broader military situation. And number five, astroturfing, when grassroots aren't really grassroots. Astroturfing is the practice of orchestrating fake grassroots campaigns. It preys upon our tendency to equate crowds with legitimacy. Campaigns that appear spontaneous and organic can often be traced back to well-coordinated operations funded by big influential donors. While the Tea Party appeared to be a spontaneous uprising against big government and fiscal irresponsibility, many of its activities were coordinated by well-funded conservative groups like Freedom Works and Americans for Prosperity. The Swift Boat Veterans for Truth in 2004 was a group organized to attack John Kerry's Vietnam War record. Despite its presentation as a grassroots collection of veterans, it was heavily funded by a small number of high-profile wealthy conservative donors. And number six, emotional leveraging, heart over head. Campaigns know that emotion often trumps, no pun intended there, rational thought. In fact, Trump's make America great again, wasn't a policy statement at all. It was an emotional call to arms that tapped into nostalgia, telling people what they desperately wanted to hear. Donald Trump's campaign's rallies were theatrical performances designed to stir emotion. The chants, the music, the antagonistic relationship with the media all combined to create an emotional spectacle that galvanized his base. By leveraging anger, resentment, and national pride, Trump turned political events into emotional experiences. Obama did the same, by the way, with his Hope and Change campaign of 2008. It was an emotional masterstroke. The phrase wasn't just catchy, it was kind of a political Rorschach test, allowing people to see in it whatever they wanted. 
it was emotionally leveraging at its finest, compelling millions to buy into a narrative framed around feelings rather than resume, experience, or policy specifics. Emotional hoodwinking is the oldest trick in the book, and we keep falling for it over and over again. Politicians use your confusion. They use your learned helplessness, apathy, your cognitive biases and blind spots, and yes, even your intelligence to manipulate you. And in fact, the more that you think that you are immune, actually the more susceptible you become. A quick summary to guard yourself against the manipulation that is a common information disorder, a fact that seems too outrageous probably is. Number two, dog whistles. What's not being said? Read between the lines. Number three, fear mongering. Don't let fear be the compass guiding your vote. Ask yourself, what's the agenda behind the scare tactic? And then selective storytelling. The truth is multifaceted. Don't settle for the highlight reel. Always look for the bigger picture. And then astroturfing. Beware of manufactured popularity. If something feels off, it probably is. And then lastly, emotional leveraging. Check your emotions at the door and use your head in the voting booth. And my best advice to you is this. Ignore it all. It's all BS and bluster anyway. But I know that that's a lot like me telling you to avoid the wind. If you walk outside, your hair is going to get tussled. I guess unless you're Cody Foster, bald, then no problems. To quote a popular saying, forewarned is forearmed. These tactics rely on your ignorance, apathy, and even your intelligence, flipping them against you. The game may be rigged, but only if you allow yourself to be a pawn. Remove yourself from the game board and just observe in good humor and fascination.